Welcome to the Lapsus Lima podcast. Please support us by signing up for member-exclusive content at lapsuslima.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lapsus Lima podcast. Several years ago, when I was completing my PhD coursework, I had the wonderful opportunity to visit Sussex, England, and speak with Christopher Alexander and his wife, colleague, and co-author, Maggie Moore Alexander. Little did I know at the time that I would be working with them now on this Building Beauty program. So, here we have a conversation with Maggie about Chris's ideas, her own experience, and work with him, and what we are going to be doing going forward. I'm Christopher Alexander's wife. I've been uh, working with him for about 14 years. I'm not an architect. I have learned as a layperson from his writing, from working with him on projects, from talking with people in many different circumstances, people around the world at this point, as we begin to develop the Naples program. I want to be known as someone who Chris has been speaking to all along. Early on, even uh, on the book jacket of a pattern language, he was inviting lay people to experiment and investigate what he was talking about so that they could learn to make environments that were healthy for them and that suited their lifestyle and that gave them peace of mind. So a lot of what I've been thinking about in the last 14 years as I've been introduced to The Nature of Order and many of the other books is how do I as a lay person or as a person outside of the field of architecture use the material to learn about my environment, about myself, about the interaction between the two, about how I improve things for myself and others, uh, and how I can use his ideas and his philosophy and his theory and his practical steps that he has outlined so well, how I can use all of that to enhance my life and the lives of people who are important to me. One of the things that drew me to visit you at the particular time I did was the release of your book, Battle that you co-authored mm -hmm. with Chris. And I know that a lot of those principles are being put to practice in this program uh, at the school in Naples. Could you talk a little bit about the ideas explored there? Well, we're still building all of that. <laughs> um, and it's moving very fast. So we have to talk, stop and, and take stock uh, to see where we're going, because it's very much evolving as Chris would have it evolve. That is, it's unfolding, and we watch what's happening. We evaluate it in terms of the founding principles that are listed on the first opening page of the website, and make sure that we're working according to that plan. And we watch what happens and consolidate, and then move to the next step. Just for the benefit of the listeners, what, uh, what are those founding principles? Well, there's 13 of them on the uh -huh. opening page of buildingbeauty.net. And we've employed them from the very start, from the first moment that Sergio came here with the idea of working with 
the university in Naples to create a program that would serve both science and the humanities. We have studied what the founding principles of that program should be, and we've been experimenting, testing them, making sure they're the right ones. This is exactly the way Chris would work, and that's building continuity and coherence into the program. So while we can talk about a lot of the particulars right now, Sergio is also quick to say that this is where we are right now, this is what we understand right now, and we're always evaluating moving toward wholeness. That, that is what we are doing in real time. It sounds like from a good scientific empirical standpoint that you want to be very aware of context Yes. Like a good scientific approach, you want to not bring some kind of external framework or bias to a situation, but rather to uh, adapt to and discover what is within the things you're approaching. Yes. I, I'm not going to say I don't have any bias. <laughs> no, everyone does. It's just that you, I think you need to account for it. No, because, you're very correct. Because intuitively, I, I believe that a lot of what Chris established is true, but we're being very careful because I think we're, we're moving forward with the foundation that Chris gave us and we're getting into new territory. So it's very important that we use good practice and, um, and we're actually running an investigation and we're being careful about our findings and um, evaluating with each step so that we actually have something to show for all this effort. I think the, the um, unique opportunity that the monastery in Naples gives us is that we are in a place that was made the way Chris described over several hundred years, and it evidences wholeness and the things that Chris talked about throughout his career. And it does so in a way that is very loud, uh, very apparent, and reinforcing, and it gives us an opportunity to experiment further with what he meant by wholeness and beauty. I think he used the terms wholeness and beauty interchangeably in his writing and in my speaking with him as well. One of the intriguing things that has happened as we've been working on this over the last year is that I'm finding as I talk to people who've been involved in his work from the very beginning, the 1960s, and throughout the last 40 years, the topic of beauty was not so on the table. It was for Chris. He tells me he's been thinking about it all his life, and the things that we're coming up with now are things that he wanted to express all that time. But in conversation and in the work with people throughout his career, it never got to a point where it was um, well articulated or defined or understood. And the great privilege that I think we have now is to build on the foundation that he's given us and to continue to pursue that investigation. So when you say, what are we going to study in Naples? <laughs> we have a lot of elements that we've identified, like the patterns in a pattern language, the 15 properties of generating life that he elaborated on in the nature of order. And we know that he taught us a lot about needing to be connected to the work through ourselves and through communities. 
So we have those uh, ideas to work from and experiment with, and we hope very much to begin to elaborate on a science of beauty that is certainly about wholeness, and we might discover other things as well. So we're very open in terms of where we think we're going. We have a beautiful place. We have a very strong theory and a whole lot of practice that substantiates that theory. And we feel a responsibility to carry that forward and see what else we can discover. Certainly. I mean, one of the things that has really impressed and excited me about what we're going to be able to achieve here is the chicken and egg problem <laughs> that has been that anyone who's wanted to create architectural form via this kind of unfolding process of generating beauty in the way that nature generates beauty instead of trying to uh, come up with an external plan that you execute instead of having something amenable to a factory process. Right. Um, the distinction between what in battle is called system A and system B, system mm -hmm. A being the more responsive contextual approach that before the industrial revolution was pursued and even after to a certain extent in certain places and then system B where everything is tailorized, everything is optimized as much as possible to standardization and factory production. What excites me, one of the many things, is that this is a place where that can be uh, really broken out of, mm -hmm. don't you think? Where the, the students, <laughs> the students are going to be able to get actually get their hands on building things. Well, also and experience the joy of what has been already built there. Um, the 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 principles that Chris identified, elaborated on. Uh, investigated throughout his career are often he calls them common sense principles and they have been used for centuries to create beautiful places as the people did in this monastery and it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen so it's it's an especially poignant opportunity to be in the midst of it and to be making things building things that can grow out of what is already there. And I believe that the, the very personal, intimate experience that the students and the staff have with that is going to be an important point in all of our lives. It is a protected space, you might say, for System A, for us to dig deep and really learn what that's about. And then the challenge will be how to incorporate that into activities that happen outside the walls of the monastery. But it's a marvelous place to begin. I don't think that's ever uh, been possible before. At least I know Chris never had an opportunity like this before. So what can happen in that environment, in that context? I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited to see. Well, it's, it sounds, uh, it's going to be wonderful. It, it sounds like it's a great, place uh, a real incubator for this type of living process, which then kind of, as you alluded to, can reconnect, um, yes. can send out roots 
to uh, the other parts of the architectural practice. People will say that, uh, that more connects humanity in the world that, than that divides it, but relatively little is said about what these things actually are. But I think that this type of work very specifically taps into that. Yes. We're, we're looking at the objective nature of beauty. That's what we want to investigate. There must be lots of ways to do that. That is the, the inquiry that will move through all of the work done with this program, beginning initially with the first group of students and the staff who come, and anyone, everyone, people from the community surrounding the monastery in Naples. Um, there's a lot of effort being made to get them involved early on so that we're actually building a community. We want the student group that's coming to be the heart of a community, part of the university. There's many people in the university who are already involved who are um, giving resources to the program, the laboratories that have been there for a few hundred years and helped build the place and uh, people whose expertise is rooted in that place, um, young people who are involved in the gardens already. I mean, there's, this is a community effort because that's the context in which we believe this can really be investigated and we can actually get to a science of beauty. Well, the gardens also strike me as very interesting. I think that the, uh, the sense of community extends uh, even to the earthworms. So one of my... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of my uh, professors who was an expert on landscape talked about uh, what ju just what a miracle, seriously, what a miracle earthworms were. Because yeah. if you're properly deploying them uh, within your landscape architecture, you do not need to have all right. of these heavy industrial machines because they're, they're going to keep everything green. They're going to keep the soil aerated. Uh, and I know that part of the plan, uh, which I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to um, participating in and seeing how it unfolds, is looking at the symbiotic generative relationship between uh, the garden and food production and the space. Right. And be because there, there are different types of plants, different types of food that are going to be healthier and happier within different spaces. And then that reflects upon how the people are help healthier and happier by shaping that space, by using that food, uh, and you want to, uh, you, you really want to shape those virtuous cycles. Yes, and there are, there's already a program at the university on this, on food and uh, community, and there's already a lot going on there now that we will blend with. Oh, great. Kind of an ecological, yes. uh, architectural sense. Yes, yes. So uh, we're adding, as, which is what the architecture should be. We're, we're coming into a community and we're emphasizing architecture. We're learning about the architecture that's there, how it was made, uh, why it's beautiful, uh, looking into the experiences people have had at the university in the monastery for many, many years. Why has that been beautiful? Bringing lots of ideas together from different disciplines to study this. It, from what Sarah just told me, the people from different dis disciplines are connecting their work to this in great hope 
that we are going to find a way to repair the world, to repair what has been damaged and uh, what most of us are so unhappy about. So there are a lot of disciplines who believe they can contribute to that. I'm sure that's true, it's wholeness. And the investigation will be run on many fronts. That's the idea, that's the program. Excellent. And, you know, I think hope really is uh, a key word there because uh, hope is not so much a word of inaction as it is a word of action. That, uh, and I think it's very important now where people can feel very disillusioned or very frustrated with uh, events and directions. Uh, and when you look at something like this, you can realize that, you know, yes, that there are ways that people can have direct control over quite a lot that's going on in the environment, quite a lot that's going on in their world, and that enough people coming together does create momentum. Uh, and I think this is, I think this is going to uh, hit the ground running with that. I hope so. I'm, I have a feeling too that there's a lot of readiness for this right now. And uh, the way the, the whole thing has unfolded has taken us by surprise. Tremendous amount of support from unexpected quarters and uh, students expressing an interest in being there. Um, and in my own heart, I need it. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking this is a, a good time and we have a marvelous place. Uh, many, many wonderful people coming together. It's just, if I had if I had tried to figure out what would be the best thing to happen, I wouldn't have been able to come up with this scenario. It's quite remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And um, I'm certainly uh, happy to uh, be a part of this with everyone here. If people want to get in contact with, with everything uh, and find out more, uh, how do you think they should go about that? Well, if you go to buildingbeauty.net, uh, you're introduced to the principles of the program. There are, uh, there's a lot of information there, a lot of links. Uh, you can contact any of us who are listed there, depending on who you'd like to speak to, you get in touch and we'll find a way to talk with you. We're very uh, interested in talking with people who are interested in coming forward. All right. Well, Maggie, thank you so much. Uh, this was delightful to uh, speak about this. And um, I know there are going to be uh, many more developments uh, on this as it progresses. Thank you, David. Appreciate all your work on it, too.